Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Glam Mirror. Hi, I'm Dr. Tabitha Mir, and you are joining me for Glam Mirror. I am a cosmetic dermatologist here to uplift, inspire, educate, and talk about all things beauty from the skin to the soul. This is Glam Mirror. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Glam Mirror with me, Dr. Tabitha Mirror. I am so excited to have one of my friends and one of the most talented women on TV that I know, the lovely Miss Sharon Carpenter. Hi. Hi. It's so good to be here with you. Congrats on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited you're here. I have to say congrats to you because I really didn't even give you a proper introduction. People have no idea what a superstar you are, what a powerhouse (laughs) you are. I mean, you were one of the first British um, British hosts on BET News. Yep, you yep. brought BET to the UK, yep. and you you actually um, did this VH1 reality show, which you co-produced and founded. Yeah, co-created. Co-created. Yeah, exactly. The Gossip Game. Yes, and now... So a few different things, yeah. a couple of things. <laughs> and most recently, she's on Empire. Yeah. So you were which you played amazing. yourself on Empire. I did. I played myself on Empire, and it was actually episode two, which we saw on Wednesday, and it was the most surreal and one of the most amazing experiences, because... I'm a huge fan of Empire as yes. it is. Oh you know, and so is my family. Like in the UK, Empire has become really, really big in the UK as well. My Irish stepdad <laughs> loves Empire. He's living in France. Do you they know? get he, the episodes ahead of time, like or, or behind us? They they're actually starting the season episodes one. today. Oh. Yeah, season one starts today oh. in the UK, so they're a little behind us. Yeah. Last season, though, so many people were illegally downloading Empire. Were they really? They were. So the networks took notice of that and one network E4 ended up picking up the show oh, did they? And, and actually airing the show because there was such a demand for it and so many illegal downloads going on but um but yeah, it was really amazing. Did you get to catch the episode? Let me tell you. Yes, I did. First <laughs> of all, I had um, I, I love Empire. Yeah. How did you keep it a secret? You were amazing oh, on it. it were you so nervous? Hard. I want to hear everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it was one. It was really hard to keep it a secret because I wanted to scream to the world that this was happening. Right. I got a call from my agent. I was actually at home working on a, a show idea because I also work on developing television shows. Yeah. And so I was there writing on my computer. I get a call from my agent, and she was screaming down the phone I'm like what the hell is going on she's like you will never believe the show that wants you on and I'm thinking you know a different type of show you know I do Wendy Williams I was thinking along those lines I do a lot of Wendy Williams and she was like when she said Empire I could not believe it I'm like are you serious like the Empire Um, so I started screaming back and then I found out that they actually wanted me to play myself which was like even cooler yeah you know um, okay can I just interrupt you when Cookie said your name oh I love that that was like my favorite 
favorite part of all of it. Two of my favorite things. Well, there were so many favorite things, yeah. but one of my favorite things was the fact that there was this fictional show called Spilling the Tea. Yes. Which um, I actually came up with that name with my business you partner. Did? Yeah, I Tone love that Boots. Name. Yeah, and we actually work on creating shows together. But we came up with that name, and uh, so that was one of my favorite things. And then secondly, the fact that Cookie said my name, I thought my that was God. so cool. So Twice. you were called <laughs> by so your cool. agent. How how far uh, like in a, advance? Yeah. It was in May. Oh. It was like <gasps> towards the end of May and they wanted to shoot within the next couple of weeks. Oh and there were a couple of different dates that they were playing around with. And I had things going on on those dates. But of course, I was like ready to cancel whatever <laughs> else I had going on. Because yes. this was whatever Empire it is. This it. is more important. This trumps it. Yeah. So um, we ended up shooting. I think it was June 12th. They flew me out to, uh, to Chicago. Okay. And uh, I flew out the afternoon before. I had to wake up at 3.45 in the morning. They picked me up at 4.30 in the morning and I was in hair and makeup immediately. Uh, then it was time to do rehearsal and then we actually started filming at 8 o'clock in the morning. But it was really cool. Like when I was in the trailer getting my hair and makeup done, I'm in there and then suddenly I hear this English accent, this guy. Good morning, everyone. Oh I'm like, uh, okay, who's mocking me right now? <laughs> who's making fun of me? It was Jussie. And no Jussie Smollett, well, what he does, like that's his thing. He didn't even realize that I'm English oh. that's just his thing like every time he's on set he oh, comes really? in the morning speaking with this English accent oh and then people speak back to him so like there were all these British accents full British <laughs> accents going on in hair and makeup so you know that was that was a cool icebreaker um, so I got to work with him I spent most of my time on set with him as you right. saw you know it was the one on one sit down interview and then uh, Raphael who plays Michael who's yeah, so cool right? yeah and how hot are these two guys by the way know, they really they're so are. hot it was a they, room full of beautiful. It was a room full of beautiful people, yeah. And then Taraji is what yes. gorgeous. And um, I didn't get to spend as much time as her. But you asked me if I got nervous, and that yes. was the one time when I started to get nervous when Taraji was there, and yeah. I, she was kind of in the back uh -huh. waiting for her moment when she bursts in. So right. I had to do the whole scene with her, kind of in the back listening. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm about to perform my acting debut in front of an Academy Award nominated actress. Oh my god, actress. I never even thought about. That. And yeah, so that's when I started, you know, your mind's telling you all these different yeah. things. I'm like, okay, shut up, shut up. You gotta, you know? turn, that <laughs> you off, gotta right? turn it off. Just focus. I've got this. This is what I do. And, you know, one of the great things is that I was playing myself. Yeah. Right. So it's not too much of a stretch. Right. And, you know, when you're anchoring, sometimes, you know, you have scripts that are written for you and you have to make it sound, <clears throat> you have to make it sound like, it's coming from you like the, these are your thoughts mm -hmm. sometimes you may not have even had time to read the script oh, wow. ahead of time I like to write my own scripts you know yeah. when, I, when I'm reporting on things but you don't often get to get so to. yeah um, so anyway so so I guess there's some sort of you know some of what I learned from anchoring played into this and, and well I, you know yeah. I was watching you and for those of you who haven't seen it yet you basically are interviewing Jesse's character. Yeah. And um, he's singing Jamal Lyons. Jamal Lyons. And how amazing is that song, by the way? Yeah. Born to Love You. Yeah. And his voice. You know, that was yeah. the thing about season one. Yeah. I thought to myself, are they really singing? Yeah. Yeah. They and are they're really, really singing. singing. Yeah. And I actually spoke to Jesse in between takes. He used to live in the UK. He oh. lived in the UK for a little while. And he actually used to go to clubs asking DJs to play his music. Wow. And now this look was at a him. couple of years ago. Wow. And now I'm like, wow. And now look at you. And life can You're change just star. like that life can 
sometimes it's just one opportunity. Yep, sometimes it's just one moment. Yeah, yeah. But while I was watching you, I, I was thinking to myself, like, because I know you on a, on a friendly level, on yeah. a friendship level, yeah, yeah. and I thought to myself, holy moly, she just hit it. You hit it. You played yourself on steroids. Like, and that's a good <laughs> thing. Like, you played, like, you know, like the best version of yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah you yeah. really look like that person that yeah. was spilling the tea, like, tell me what's going on. Yeah, yeah. You were so good. Have you had Thank acting you. experience? Not really. I mean, the one other, um, I guess, acting experience I had was, interestingly enough, it was a pilot that was being shot for BET and VH1. They were working on a show together. Mm. And it was called Wifey, and it was about the music industry, and Terrence Howard was in it. Oh, no way. Which is very interesting. It never made it to air. I'm not oh. exactly sure what happened. But I had a small role at the very beginning of the pilot where I played a reporter and somebody was found dead. Some music mogul was right. found dead. And so I'm reporting on how he died of a heart attack. And so everything's starting with me. And um, so that was really my first experience acting. But I mean, this is a show that's already been on the air. It's huge. Yes. And it was a lot more involved. Well, so I mean, first it was of a all, different it's experience. massive. Yeah, it's massive. massive 13 break. million people, over 13 million people 13 watched this episode. 13 million people saw you. Yeah, yeah. How, how, so cool. how have things changed since then? Like, has well, it you know, really blown up? It like, has. yeah. I, I, you know, I realized because I was, I got to see the episode the day before. Okay. And I went to Fox 5 to watch it because Fox 5, uh, the local newscast, of course, here in New York, they wanted me on to do After Empire, which is their recap show, right, um, right after the show. But, you know, they wanted us to kind of watch the show together and to film our reaction. So I got to see it in advance, which was cool. Right. Um, but I was actually on my way to Fox 5 driving when my Twitter just exploded. exploded. And what was amazing about it is it was just all love. Like, yeah. really amazing, really supportive comments from everyone, uh, industry people, non-industry people, men, women, um, young, older, just across the board, international as well. I don't know how they were watching it overseas, but I guess some people are. Everybody you know, loves Empire. Yeah, everybody everyone loves Empire. So it was so much love and it felt really, really good because, and I, I actually became a trending topic on Twitter, which no. was amazing. I know Spilling the Tea, wasn't that a hashtag? Was that you know, hashtag? it could have been. I, I need feel to like look I at saw that. Spilling the tea was yeah. a hashtag. I wonder if that was a trending topic. Maybe it no, was because sure a you lot were of people. <laughs> well, well, spilling the tea. A lot of people paid attention yeah. to that name as well. I know that there was a review on it, and somebody actually yeah. commented about spilling the tea. Yeah, a few different people yeah. commented about spilling the tea, and actually, so when Tone and I came up with the idea for spilling the tea, and that, that was that name, your idea for yeah, the name for the show. Yeah, Tone okay. and I exactly okay. my business partner. Uh -huh. So, um, because. I'm British, of right. course, so the whole tea oh, thing, you the know, makes sense. Entendre. Yeah, the, exactly, <laughs> double entendre. And um, of course, spilling the tea nowadays means, you know, kind of um, breaking news, yes. gossip. gossip. I'm not so much gossip, you know. Right. So I breaking kind of news, stick to the news, telling the thing. truth, like, telling what's the, the truth. Tea? Exactly, what's, what's the, the tea? tea? Yeah. Exposing things, getting to the bottom of the truth. Yeah. So that's where we were going with it. But I know the LA Times um, mentioned it in a review that they did, and they didn't like the name. They said it was actually. They, I think they used the word foolish because they were talking about how Jussie in the episode before episode one, you know, he or Jamal, should I say, um, he's come out and people know that he's gay, yes. but he is trying to be very careful about his image as a gay man. He yeah. felt uncomfortable right. um, being, being around a singer yeah. who was who was flamboyant yeah. in episode one. And so they were saying, well, you know, this is a saying that's used by the effeminate camp. Um, you know, of 
you yeah. know, black, the yeah. black gay world, um, which I, you know, I disagree with. It's used by everyone. You yeah, know, everyone I feel like uses, that's, yeah. That's too much overthinking. It's, yeah, you're overthinking it a little and too I, much. And I just think that it's somebody who has too much time on their hands and yeah. possibly there's nothing else to criticize. So how about yeah. that? There's <laughs> exactly. nothing else to criticize. Exactly. You're, and that's not what we were thinking when no. we at all when we came up with it. No, no. one else thought of that. Either. Isn't it bizarre when you put yourself out there and you're reporting? Like I know that when I did my my Bravo show, yeah. just the stuff people would decide to criticize you oh, about. Oh yeah, yeah. It's bizarre. And it's something like you didn't even mean that. You weren't even going down that road. Or, yeah. It's it really it's in their yeah. own minds it because is. I would never have thought that. Like yeah. literally, uh, that's sort of like a new phrase for me. Spill the tea. Yeah, yeah. I, and yeah. I'm I'm not ashamed to admit it. Okay. <laughs> and I just started using it like not yeah. like every day but I just kind of added that yeah. and I think to myself that's just sort of what everybody's saying right now when they yeah. want to say what's going on like exactly. what's the news it's kind of yeah. a fun it's, it's a fun time we were having fun with it yeah. you know and I think um, it's nothing great. too serious so and that's how the show was I mean and one of the things I loved about it and it was actually written by Carlito Rodriguez mm-hmm. who, who wrote episode two and one of the things that I loved about it is the fact that the, the interview was written the way I do my interviews which is you know I start off kind of fun and then I get a little more serious and yeah. there was some other stuff in there that was cut out that you yeah, didn't get bet, to see so, I bet yeah yeah so we definitely had fun on set and we tried things a couple of different ways like there was one time when the director and I were talking and we kind of threw some things in there to throw off Jussie and oh, Jamal off, for example like to, to, yeah we went off script so he I asked him about the song that he had performed and I was like well that's old <laughs> like when are we going to hear something new mm. you know to try to kind of antagonize him and take that sort yeah. of approach and it was really interesting because he didn't break character at all he wow. stayed in character but he was naturally like shocked and taken aback by it right as Jamal and um and he was like whoa old like what <laughs> <laughs> like so I wasn't sure if they were going to use that they ended up going with the the regular interview and then uh, another point I said to him well and what's it like having a father as a criminal you know so so I we were just playing around around with it and and I got to add lib a little bit and it was fun so it was interesting to see what they actually went with. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment and more. Play it at play.it. Talking all things beauty from the skin to the soul. This is Glam Mirror with Dr. Taba Samir. Well, one of the coolest thing about the fact that you got to play yourself was that they got to call you by your first name. Yes. And people know who you so are cool. now. Like when that Cookie comes cool. in and is like, what did she say? Bye, Sharon, or yeah, something like yeah. that. I was she like, was like Sharon, I'm the one we spoke to that we spoke on the phone. Uh-huh. And then she was like, bye, Sharon. So that was cool. And I love Taraji. She's amazing as what, an actress. What kind of behind the scenes secrets or tips or whatever that you saw behind the scenes that you think would be juicy to tell? Yeah. Um I would say, you know, one of the things I really loved, I worked with a female director, mm. Dee Reese, because, mm-hmm. you know, they use a different director every episode. So no. Lee Daniels, yeah. Lee Daniels, who co-created the show, um, who sent me some really nice and supportive emails. He actually sent me an email saying, you know, this role is really meaty. Okay, and you got an email from and, Lee Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I did, I did. <laughs> I love Lee. Awesome. Yeah. And it was funny because after the fact, um, I saw 
saw him at the premiere party, the after party, and he said to me, in front of everyone, by the way, he was like, Sharon, when we were looking through your takes, he was like, I was in the edit, and I really thought you were going to F it up. Oh. I'm like, oh no, where is he going with this? And then he was like, but no, you were amazing. You were so good. You knocked you it really out were. again and again and again. You were. Thank you, but I, I was like, well, at least it wasn't the other way around. Right. That would have been... My I gosh. thought you were going to be amazing and you ended up... Yeah, so... Isn't um, that funny? Well, we thought you were going to screw it up and you were fantastic. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of amazing because I was watching it and I was nervous for you watching it. Like, uh, oh my God, that's, you know, that's somebody that I know. And I was nervous watching it. But luckily, you know, when I watched it at Fox 5, um, Simone, who is one of the entertainment reporters for Fox 5, she had seen it already and she was like, Sharon, it was so good. And it was a, it was a meeting scene and so I felt a bit better just hearing it from someone who had seen it already. It was a substantial scene yeah, and I yeah. like that they bring you on as a powerful kind of like you are a woman with a career yeah, you know because you know what yeah. sometimes with these there's, there's not a lot of roles out there yeah. and you got to play something that not only did it fit, you came yeah. across as like a powerhouse. Like watching you, you're like, okay, this is somebody who is an industry leader by the way they were all, the way the script was written. Thank you, thank you. And you, 13 million people were watching. Yeah. What's it was, changed it was now? Amazing. Well, I mean, I've definitely had a, a lot of opportunities come my way. So, you know, my agent's handling some of that stuff, wow. you know. Anything um, you can talk about, or is it all kind of in the works right now? Well, there's stuff in the works that I've already had in the works okay. that I can tell you okay. a little bit about. Okay. Um, if if you want to talk about that right now, or you <laughs> no, want to get back to that, let's let's get back to that. Okay. It's gonna be something to save you for. But okay, like now okay. that you've had this, and now that that's kind of under your belt, yeah. do you see yourself coming back um, to Empire? Empire. I would love to if they have me if they want to have me back of course I'll, I'll be that, there Lee in Daniels? a second she's ready Lee, Danny <laughs> Jussie she's ready. she's ready I'm ready yeah no it was it was a really fantastic opportunity actually a lot of people a lot of um, my industry friends sent me messages saying um you should really go into acting. Yeah, and you were so good at it. I thought you had like training. You were really you. like no, such a natural. No. But I will say this before I, I went ahead and, and went out to Chicago and, and filmed this, I spoke to a friend of mine who's an actor and he gave me some very good advice. And he said, just remember every word that you say, every sentence that you say, every question you ask have an intention behind it. Mm-hmm. And then once he said that, that really kind of put things in, in perspective. And it's true. That's like you so don't true. want to just say the words, you, you have know. To have there's there's got to be a feeling behind it and so yeah every question that I asked Jamal whether he knew it or not I had something I wanted to get out of it yeah you know so um so that was really really helpful and it's a big enough role to really be bad it is yeah because you know what I'm saying like, oh yeah you ask <laughs> yes, yes you ask the questions yeah. like I'm asking you without the pressure of feeling yeah. that there's a million cameras on me but you yeah. really were asking I felt like it was a question that you really wanted to know I'm sure Thank that you. that is not easy yeah I, well I'll say this I mean I, I feel like sometimes when I see shows where they'll have somebody an actor playing the role of a reporter I feel it like feels- a lot of the time it just doesn't quite work. No, it's a little cringe It's a little cringeworthy. <laughs> and, you know, I was talking about this to a, another journalist the other day, and she was saying the same thing. But when you have, you know, a real 
kind of journalist, someone that's used to asking questions in that way, you know, I, I think it comes across as much more authentic. And that's so, probably what it was. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, we do often see names that we know from, you know, telling the news, whether it's our local newscast well, or whether it's... Don Lemon it. Don Lemon, exactly, week, yeah, exactly. And I think that's one of the great things about Empire. They will use people to kind of help create that authenticity, yeah, right? Yeah. So you'll have artists come on and perform as themselves. Yeah. And then you'll have, you know, Reverend Al Sharpton there and, and Don Lemon there. Such a crossover. And, yeah. Like, I yeah. remember watching season one and seeing, like, oh, here they are singing their song. Mm-hmm. And usually when they sing a song on a TV show, it's super cheesy. Yes. But then you listen to these songs, you're like, oh, my God, that's really good. And then you realize, yeah. oh, wow, you could actually buy it on iTunes. Yes, Oh, yes. my goodness. So it's it's such a crossover. I believe it was like a top-selling album season it was. one. I'm it sure was. season two is going to be as well. But that song that, that Jamal did, he did it, or Jussie, should I say, he did it over and over and over again because one of the things they told me before we even started shooting, they said it's going to be probably an hour or so, a couple of hours maybe, before we really get into my part mm-hmm. um, where I'm talking because they want to make sure they get everything perfectly with the musical performance because with Empire, so much is focused around the music. There's so yeah. much focus on the music. Yeah. Every performance is really supposed to be like a music video, yeah. right? So they're very well, the particular about the lighting and the angles and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So it was shot over and over again. And I have to say, I've got a newfound respect for actors because we were shooting my scene, that scene, from around 8 o'clock in the morning to around 7 p.m., 6 or 7 p.m. So, yeah, so wow. we had to do it again and again and different angles. And, yeah, so, you know, they really like to get things perfect. And, you know, you've got to do the takes again and again and again um, just to give the editor options as well. Yeah. And um, so, you know, I've got a newfound respect. Like, because you've got to bring the same amount of energy to every each scene. time. Yeah, to yeah. every time. Yeah. That was, that's like a 12 hour shoot for that one scene. Yeah, yeah, wow. exactly. Almost 12 hours. And then. Um, Jussie and Raphael actually had another scene that they had to shoot right after that. So their day wasn't over at that point. My day was over. Their day was still, you know, still going. Um, But, you know, I I mentioned earlier that we worked with a female director, Dee Reese, who did Pariah and she did Bessie. And it was so great to see her in action because she was paying so much attention to detail. And I love watching women working like that. And at one point when... You know, you see Jamal and uh, Cookie outside, yeah. right? Which is actually inside, so, right? It's actually yeah. it looks so realistic, it looks but so. it's actually inside. So when uh, Cookie walked through the door, I remember um, Dee saying, "You know what? We've got to do that again because her hair should have been. I needed her hair wow. to move because she's supposed to be outside. So little things oh, like wow. that. So they did it again, and I think they used a, a fan to create some sort of I hair th- movement." little things like that she was just so on it with every tiny little detail and these are kind of subliminal things that right. the audience at home may not know that it happened but, but if it, it doesn't it happen something. it looks yes, artificial yeah. exactly yeah. exactly so that was so cool. the cool thing about this is that you have a lot of stuff that I that you do that I respect and this gives you a platform now like yeah. one of the things when I was kind of looking at what you've done in the past is and I'm going to take this to my next question is yeah. you did something in, in the um in the BBC yeah. in the UK where you talked about different standards of beauty yes, for yes, for women and exactly. it was it was called beauty blackout and you basically talked about discriminatory standards of beauty yeah. so i think that you all you have a voice for that and for bringing yeah. awareness to that and yeah. now you've got this huge platform with empire yeah yeah and yeah that, so that was actually for um 
BET UK. Yeah. It was the first documentary we ever did for BET UK. And it was a little tricky to do because in England, people are not comfortable talking about matters of race and mm. skin color. Nobody is, That's whether you're a person of color or whether you're white. Like People wow. are just very uncomfortable talking about it. But basically, the fact is, at the end of the day, the standard of beauty in America has evolved into something that also incorporates women of color. Right. Um, maybe not all women of color. I think there's still a way to, a ways to go. Right. But in the UK, it's still a very whitewashed ideal and so whether you're looking at you know fashion or whether you're looking at glamour modeling which is one of the things we looked at glamour modeling um, in case you guys don't know is topless modeling which is actually a big thing in the UK right there was a newspaper there is a newspaper called The Sun I think they may have done away with it now but their whole thing was page three of The Sun there's always a topless model and she's always white oh always and then you've got these men's magazines and there are some of these topless models have become reality stars and so there are a lot of young women in the UK who want to get into that field because they think it's a branch to something else Mm -hmm. um but if you look at who these girls are, as I said, they're never women of color. And there was one girl who has made somewhat of a name for herself. She's half Indian and half white. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very light skinned. And she was willing to talk to us. It was very difficult. And then she canceled at the last oh, minute. No. I think she was a little fearful that it was going to interfere with the small opportunities she has had. Yeah. But you'll never see a black girl, um, you know, as a glamour model. And I, I'm not saying, you know, girls, you know, that this is a, a great today. thing. Go out and take your shirt off, you right. know. But if that's what you want to do, I mean, you should be allowed to, to follow that part. Yeah, you shouldn't yeah. be restricted because of the color of your skin. And, and the irony yeah. of this whole thing is you're now on a show that is one of the top shows in America and it's yeah. all about people of color. Yes, Which exactly. is such a, it's such a breakthrough. Yeah, and, and it's amazing that it's doing really well in the UK as well because I think even more so in the UK, you know, they've had that kind of backwards thinking where if a show features too many people of color, it can be a ratings killer, which right. I know people over, you know, execs over here, network execs have felt that same thing at times, you know. Now they're realizing that's not the case. Well, I actually um, have an um, inside scoop on, like, The Housewives of Atlanta. Yeah, it yeah. was the first show on Bravo um, that was full featured of basically a full um, African American cast, yeah, and it's the most successful when housewives. when it was first brought into kind of the conceptualization. Yeah, it was doubted that a show with a cast of all women of color would do well on yeah. a, on a network. So and now it ends and up it being the most really successful. Well. And I think it's because when you do have that, the people um, uh, who are the fans of that show are mm. really really supportive of it. They're really supportive. They're really passionate. And even if you look at, you know, VH1 and mm-hmm. a Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, oh which gosh, was, yeah. you know, a smash hit show, yeah. has been the smash hit show uh, for the network. And I think it was like the biggest, most highly rated show series on VH1 in like five years or something. And you are uh, familiar with all of that because a lot yeah. of your work has been about kind of hip hop, BET. Yeah. So what are your thoughts about where it's progressing and how? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely, I, I think... You know, one of the things is, um, growing up in the UK, as a person of color and growing up in an area that was predominantly white, um, I actually received a lot of racism growing up. And I'm actually half Indian and half white. Okay. 
which people don't realize. But, um, you know, I got called racist Indian names. I got called racist black names. You know, a lot of people think I'm half black and half white. And growing up, you know, hip hop, my brother introduced me to hip hop um, at an early age. I was probably like 10 years old or something, maybe a little younger. He's a hip hop DJ and producer in the UK. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, growing up on hip hop made me, helped me become much more confident as a woman of color. Isn't that cool? Um, yeah, and really kind of embrace the color of my skin and feel good about myself and that sort of thing. So hip hop has definitely had a big impact on me. But, you know, I, def I, I cover other things as well. So definitely, you know, the oh, pop yeah. world, dance, music, um, you know, Hollywood, various different things. And, um, you know, I've covered hard news, business. I mean, my first job. Well, no, you're yeah. definitely a powerhouse. I mean, you've covered yeah, yeah. everything. Yeah. But one of the cool things that you just said was yeah. like how hip hop gave you that kind of confidence yeah, and yeah. I'm I'm you know Kashmiri I'm Indian descent and yeah. it kind of is interesting that you say that because it was growing up even in this country yeah. the only thing that anybody could identify with yeah. when, if they weren't fully Caucasian yes and yes. Um, it was it's interesting to hear you have that experience on the other side of you know in the, the UK in the and UK. there are definitely other people you know other women of, of color who you know felt the same thing like yeah. listening to hip-hop and even even now, you know, if I have a big meeting or something that maybe I'm nervous about, you know, I'll put on some hip hop uh, to make yeah. me feel really yep. confident about it. Like, yeah, I can go in there and do anything and make anything happen. <laughs> like, that's the music that I want to hear. But, you know, you asked how it's evolved. I mean, hip hop has definitely evolved over the years. And I think, you know, at this point in time, we're kind of in a party phase, right? So right. it's all about kind of turning up and yeah. you know yeah, the, the, the hot beats and the DJ mustard beats and mm. that sort of thing and the catchy hooks and um, you know I don't think there's anything wrong with that to be honest some of my smartest friends like you know, I'll use the word ratchet, the most ratchet hip hop, because they don't have to think yes. about it. It's kind of like why you watch reality TV. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, like, they don't have to think about, yeah. you know, because I've had friends and I've had debates with friends over, oh, well, you know, this person's got really amazing lyrics and that's great. Like, yeah. sometimes I want to listen to lyrics, but sometimes I just want to listen to something that's easy yes. to listen to and catchy and makes me want to dance and just have a good time. Most you know? of the time, I don't know what they're saying. Yeah, like, yeah. Completely. You know <laughs> I'm saying yeah. like completely like I don't know the full lyrical content yeah, yeah, yeah. but I like yeah. the way it sounds when I was a kid you know I used to study lyrics and that sort of thing but you get to a certain point where it's like you don't really have time to do that know. you know listen you're a kid you can listen to the same song 20 times in yes. a row I just don't have that anymore yeah, but if exactly. I like a song I love the way it makes me feel I yeah. go with it Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Talking all things beauty from the skin to the soul. This is Glam Mirror with Dr. Taba Samir. You've got a lot of amazing things coming up with you. Yeah. Like, what's, what's next for you? I've got some cool things. So, you know, I've worked with so many different outlets, mm -hmm. you know, TV, web, um, you know, hard news, entertainment, and I've gathered, you know, so much experience um, along my journey. And I decided recently that now is the right time to kind of launch my own thing. That's and so that's what I'm doing. I've got an amazing business partner whose name is Chris Barreto. He works with one of the top real estate moguls in New York. Um, he's, you know, very business savvy. Right. He's an entrepreneur. 
And um, so we are working on a site called Wiretapped. We're already doing... Wiretapped? Yeah, it's called oh, Wiretapped. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yes. yeah. Tell me about and that. And so Wiretapped, yeah, I mean, it's an entertainment news experience, I like to call mm. it. And uh, it's going to be a place because there's so much noise out there. I think people don't know where to go anymore when it comes to, you know, media. Like, where can I go for real information yeah. that I can actually believe? I think there are so many people out there that are kind of doing it and just kind of posting stories up whether or not... They're, you know, it's actually factual. They don't care. Right. Sometimes people are just about, I've got to get the story out first. I'll worry about the rest later, whether it's true or not. Yeah. But, you know, so we want to be that go-to source, and we are going to be that go-to source where people can feel confident that, you know, what they see on Wiretapped is factual. Not to say that we're not going to address the rumors. Like, I don't have a problem, you know, bringing up rumors and addressing them, but I'm not going to be talking about it like it's fact if I know it's not fact. Because that's really important to my brand as a journalist coming out of the world of traditional journalism. Because you are a traditional journalist. Yeah, yeah. And so That's you've got to maintain a yeah. level of integrity yes. that you want to keep whatever you're covering. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, things have definitely changed over the years and now we're at a point where um, networks like opinion and, mm. you know, viewers like opinion yeah. as well. And for a while, you know, it was hard for me to kind of give that side, yeah. uh, you know, of me, you know, out there to the public because... I'm supposed to just be telling you the facts and you're supposed to be making up your own mind. But I don't mind giving my opinion. I just like my opinion to be well informed. I'm not just going to, you know, run my mouth on something if I know nothing about it. Like, you know, if my as long as I'm informed on the topic, you know, then I don't mind giving my opinion. But anyway, yeah, so Wiretap, one of the great things about Wiretap as well, we're going to be launching a show called Wiretap Live, which is going to be a live show. And we are going to be, it's, it's basically an experience where viewers can engage select and nice. vice versa. So viewers will be able to actually talk to the celebs live themselves. You know, we can bring them up on camera. Um, and it's going to be really fun and insightful. And, you know, there'll be fun stuff. There'll be more in-depth stuff. There'll be stuff that's a little more hard-hitting. But it's, it's real entertainment news. Um, and, you know, I'm really excited about it because, as I said, I've worked for so many different outlets. And there have been places, I've got to admit, where I'm like... You know, I may not agree with the way the boss wants to do things right. or, you know, I've I've had, for the most part, a lot of control over the stories that I put out, but sometimes I don't. And I like things edited a certain way. I right. like things to be high quality and shot a certain way. And now having, you know, complete control, you know, with my business partner over everything we're doing, like, that's a good place to be. It makes such a difference because, like, yeah. for me, having been on reality TV yeah. versus having doing no control, no control, yeah. like, it, people do not understand stand what happens like when you're on the, oh it's yes. like you just hand yourself over oh, and yeah. do what you like um and everyone <laughs> asks is this scripted no it's not scripted at least yeah. in my experience it's not, it's not, scripted. not scripted. No, scripted however um you know your your reaction yeah. is what they're trying to get yes so are you going to be put in situations where you have to give a reaction? Yes. yes. Do you know about them ahead of time? Definitely yes. not. Will things be manipulated exactly. as well? They Yes, they mm-hmm. will be manipulated. So you probably will feel a certain way yes. about things and you may and react know, a yes. certain way about Most things. Most likely, yes. And exactly. Whereas this particular outlet that I have here, this radio, yeah. um, with uh, this podcast is I can, I'm my own creator, my own producer. Yes. And I can yes. bring people in and I told you before we started, like I love that. I'm using my voice to uplift and inspire and that's what I feel like you do too like you're educating Thank people you. and you're sticking to your integrity mm. so what will make wiretap different than what's out there already well I definitely think you know one of the things is as I said 
credibility mm-hmm. very very important you know if you see it on wiretap a lot of the time it's going to be information straight from the horse's mouth right yeah. a lot of original content celebrity interviews and the other thing is is kind of any time any place anywhere we are going to be doing impromptu interviews right i mean we'd like to be able to have the time to kind of promote our interviews but sometimes there may be breaking news a celebrity may be involved with some sort of you know scandal or controversy right. or maybe they just want to talk about this great thing that they're doing and maybe it's a last minute thing and we're going to get them on wiretap live to talk about it live which is So cool. You know, so yeah, and, and and then the fact that we'll be able to get viewers involved as well. That's so huge. they'll really be able to get viewer interaction experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's One. that's kind of our flagship show, but we're also going to be, you know, we we've we've brainstormed a lot of different ideas and we've got like some other really cool kind of fun stuff we're going to be doing with the site which is going to be both entertaining and informative at the same time. Yeah. Which is great. And one of the things that I don't know if people remember is that you were one of the lead anchors when Michael Jackson died. Yeah, and yeah. You were oh, the one on BNT. You yeah. were phenomenal for oh, that. Like thank you, you were the one that was like there for everything for BET. So yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, it was actually I mean, I remember it That like was it heartbreaking was for was, everybody. Everybody oh, remembers where they were when that happened. I exactly. I had yeah. a friend of mine who it was it was kind of on the blogs but it wasn't confirmed and yeah. like certain yes. blogs wouldn't confirm Yeah. It, but I had a friend of mine whose whose husband is an actual agent there and confirmed it via text mm. like yes this has happened. Yeah, yeah. So how was that experience? <laughs> that must have been fin- just a, the so, a memorable experience. It was such a memorable experience and you know it was an honor to be able to cover that story but it was devastating mm-hmm. at the same time but I was in LA for the BET awards so mm-hmm. I was expecting to be you know doing some fun entertainment stories behind the scenes stuff gearing up for the award show and I was actually um at by the pool I was by the pool of sunbathing trying to get some sun in right. before my first shoot for the day which was later on and um I was on Twitter and I remember seeing a tweet from Harvey Levin mm, TMZ uh-huh. Michael Jackson rushed to the hospital in critical condition I'm like oh wow yeah. so I called BET news I called the people back in New York they were on alert and I think within the next 20 minutes he had passed away and that was confirmed Meanwhile, they hit me they're like, "Okay, you've got to go and do a live shot on 106 and Park." I'm there no makeup or anything. Of course, that's not the most important thing. Yeah. Like when it comes to well, to news stories. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, you don't really want to yeah. go on TV in front yeah. of millions of people yeah. like with a naked a completely naked yes. face. But like, <laughs> you know, so I I rush upstairs. I'm, you know, trying to get ready, do something with my hair, do something with my face while figuring out what all the facts are because they were coming to pick me up in the next 10 minutes. I wow. literally had 10 minutes to get all the facts together um and and to try to, you know, get myself together as well so I didn't look too grimy right. no, <laughs> you know um they picked me up and and so I can as a Michael Jackson fan but as a journalist you can't let yourself feel what's yeah. going on yeah. in fact while we were driving over there I was with two producers and we put on the radio and of course they were playing my back to back Michael Jackson songs and all of us were like no we can't listen to that no. right now because we are going to start crying yeah. so we had to turn that off anyway we rushed to CBS 106 and Park was still on the air and managed I managed to get on like right before the show ended and I gave my update about what was going on um and that's how breaking news happens sometimes yeah. right it can be any time any place anywhere sort of thing and you've just got to you know be ready for it and um 
And then I was out there, I think, for the next two weeks. We did a special the next you morning. Were the, you were the go-to person. Yeah, yeah. That. I was you the really go-to were. person, definitely. And, and BET was a network that everyone was watching, you know. So we got record uh, ratings when we put together a special. I anchored the special. We won awards for it. Um, you know, we were out there for the uh, for Michael Jackson's funeral. So it was something that was, you know, I, I worked on the story for the next few months, you know. Yeah. And... and Again, it was a real honor to be able to kind of be there on the front lines while this is happening and being there at the coroner's office and actually getting an exclusive wow. with the coroner yeah. and, and those sorts of things. So, and yeah. for us, for us, uh, our kind of generation of people, this is the biggest pop star death that we know. Yeah, definitely. Because I wasn't. I mean, I don't remember any of the other. I don't remember yeah. John Lennon and all that. I don't yeah, know if I, yeah, I'm yeah. Alive, but <laughs> yeah. I think it's John Lennon's. It would have been his birthday today. Oh, really? I believe. We'll have to look that I think up. it would have been his birthday today. But yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was, it was a major, major story that impacted people, yeah. not just in the US, but all over the world. And then BET had their work cut out for them because they had two and a half days to put together an award show and actually try to switch things wow. up. And I, it was difficult for them to... I guess you're trying to figure out what kind of mood should this show be. Because it was so one fresh. way. Yeah, they've been working on it since, you know, for a year basically, since the last one. Um, so that was a tough position for yeah. them to be in. That's yeah. a tough position. But you were at the forefront, and, you know, it's, it just goes to what you said earlier it's the credibility. Whatever yes. it is you're reporting, you that credibility. And that's yeah. what I tell people. Once that's, you have to always, no matter what you do, in life, you always have to maintain your brand and your credibility. You do, you do, and and that's definitely probably the most important thing to me. You know, the the credibility factor, and um, that's why you know with with social media really taking off and Instagram and all of that. And I'm not sure if you feel the same way as a doctor. Mm-hmm. You know, you you want to kind of find that balance where you are interesting in those worlds, mm-hmm. right? But you don't do anything that. Um, can jeopardize your your credibility, and I I think even going back to the fact that they like journalists to give opinions yeah. nowadays, that's another thing because you know you don't want that to affect an interview that you're going to be doing with someone like yeah. oh that's the person that thinks such and such and yeah. such yeah I you know I'm going to be that. judged by that person like I don't I'm not going to feel comfortable opening up to that person. Yeah. And, you know, for me, like, I'm someone who, you know, I, I sit down with politicians, I, I sit down with, you know, newsmakers who are outside of entertainment as well, as well as entertainers, and respect is a very important thing yeah. for me, you know, like, I, I have to have respect from these people for, yeah. if I expect them to open up to me about their most personal, you know, um, situations and sometimes it's hard to bounce back from that because there were a couple anchors in the in the early days of MTV yeah. that were kind of like MTV VJs yeah. and now they're doing serious CNN segments and yeah. I still look at them as the VJs you yeah, know like yeah, oh, yeah. who was so and so but even it, though it's been so long and yeah, I was a yeah. kid then and everybody's grown up now yeah, but yeah it's I think I think it's easier to make that transition now mm-hmm. I think you know um I think that what people expect from journalists again you know has has changed a little bit and 
Even doing, you know, I did a reality show. Yeah. And you did a reality did, show as yeah. a doctor. And, you know, you, you made that decision and it's worked for you. Yes. And I made that decision and it, it worked for me. And when you say it worked, what you yeah. mean is we worked it. We worked it. That's <laughs> true. You're right. It yeah. could have totally backfired. Because one of the things that is like a fear of mine is if yeah. I decide to do another one, yeah. that I have to worry about the fact that I can... I know who I am and yeah. what I am is a source of, you know, integrity and information. Yes. And if I decide to do another show like that, how will that change? Yeah. You know, yeah, because, exactly. because I don't have that control. So that's the thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, there, there were people out there that thought I did have control because I co-created the show um, with Tone, my, my partner who I mentioned before. But I wasn't in the edit I no. wasn't a producer on the show like I basically <laughs> waved that right yeah because initially I wasn't even going to be on the show mm. I was just going to be behind the scenes I didn't think reality television was for me but I was asked to reconsider so many times and then in the end I was like you know what okay I, I think you know this is a good way for there's so many young women who always ask me what is your world like mm -hmm. and there are so many people that wanted to know me you know a little more of the personal side you know, which I never had shown before. So that was really difficult to show, but I think it was important yeah. in this day it and age difficult. to show a little bit of it that. It is difficult you know? to show. Yeah. And I still struggle with that myself because I'll be, you know, on a on a periscope or I'll yeah. be talking in a lecture and people sometimes, actually not sometimes, almost every time somebody brings up the show mm -hmm. and it's hard for me to manage that yeah. because the show was more personal. Yes. It was about dating. It was yes. about the personal lives in New York City. Yeah. And when I'm out there talking about something that's totally different, like I'm giving a talk on skincare or doing yeah. something like this. You don't necessarily want that brought up. Yeah. it's two different things. It's two yeah. different things and that's still a struggle. Yeah, and you know, I... I I think the same thing with, with me, but the good thing about it was, you know, because a lot of people had known me from BET. Yeah. Um, after BET, I went to the BBC, which is a, you know, is a yes, different audience, absolutely. you know, real kind of newsy people. Absolutely. And, you know, so I think what the reality show did for me was kind of give me exposure to a, a much a broader audience. Yeah. Exactly, because so many people were watching. And I, I think... You know, one of the good things about the gossip game was, and and this was good for you, like you were on there as a doctor, people yeah, knew yeah. what you did for a living, mm -hmm. which was a good thing. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, with the gossip game, same thing, like we were on there as, you know, journalists or hosts or bloggers, um, you know, what we did for a living was very important to that show. Yeah. And to be honest, I wish that they would have shown a little more, more of that. And I understand. Same with me. Yeah. I wish they showed more to my career. Yeah, because there's really interesting stuff yeah. there that people can relate to. And I think one of the fears that um, execs have and sometimes production companies or networks is, well, will the viewers be able to relate? But there are certain things that, yes, they will be able to relate to. Yeah. And, you know, y you can tell it in a way that's interesting. And there's a certain amount of conflict that goes on in the workplace as well. You know, how do you, you know, get your story and that how do you get these interviews those sorts of things I think would have been very interesting to I agree to to and see. I wish that they would actually create a show that is actually about you know single or not single successful mm -hmm. women and their jobs as yeah. opposed to the conflict yeah. between us that's 
usually made up, you yeah. know, or, yeah. or it's it's situational. Yeah. Because um, if I'm going to do something like that, I really don't want to get into a fight with somebody over a name calling thing. Yeah. I don't do that in real life. <laughs> because, yeah, at the end of the day, who cares? Somebody yeah. said, what about, like, really? Uh, I never, I've never cared about that. Neither he said, I. she said stuff. And it's, but... And yeah. also, like, it's you're, you're either there or you're not. Like, yeah. I don't want to go back and forth, and on, yeah. especially not on TV, and I wish they had less of that. Yeah. I wish yeah. that people could understand that the, the, the culture wants that from us. They want to see more substance. Yeah. People are getting tired of the fighting. Yeah. I think they do want to see more substance. Um, but I think it's a, it's a difficult position mm-hmm. because I think people do like to see the conflict as well, and it's almost like... You know, the more conflict there is, mm-hmm. you know, the more they want. Or you, now you've got to kind of, not us, but like now, you know, networks feel that they've got to kind of take it to the next level or production yeah. companies or whatever. Well, because, what's the next level of violence? Because well, that's, that's what's happening now and it's ridiculous, yeah. you know. But it's even, you know, even I think when you look at Instagram and, and those sorts of things and you see, you know, there are a lot of women out there who are, naked a lot of the time in their pictures and that's not necessarily got anything to do with what they do for a living you know and it's like people are doing things for attention and it's just going from here to here to here to here and I don't know what that next level is going to be you know with regards to any of it and I think it's going to have to kind of come come back. back full circle where the attention is now on the people who aren't doing that wouldn't the cool thing be if the backlash was people demanding more integrity? Yes. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And I think that's going to happen. I yeah. really do think that has to happen at some point because where else are we going to go? For yeah. it? Is the world going to explode? Like, no. what's going to happen? Like, well, we've got to... That's why you're know. doing Wiretap. Exactly. I mean, and when is exactly. that going to launch? So Wiretap, we're already um, we're already doing interviews. Okay. So we've done a couple of interviews already. Uh, we're going to do our first live interview, I think, in the next couple of weeks. Wow. And the website itself is going to be up um, at the end of October, beginning of November. And what's the website so going to be? So the website is wiretapped.tv. Okay, wiretapped.tv. So, yeah, if you go to wiretapped, so tapped, tapped yeah, gotcha. like you've been wiretapped. You've been wiretapped. You've been wiretapped. You wiretapped. never know where our, our yeah, wiretapping may be taking place. Like, And remember, if you're not tapped in, you're tapped out. Oh, I love <laughs> it. See, so much buzzworthy <laughs> phrases here. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. wiretapped.tv. Wiretapped.tv. And, and that's also going to have the live broadcast gonna that. yeah wiretap live is going to be our live broadcast viewers can can get involved it's going to be interactive the celebs are going to have a lot of fun with it as well so it's going to be like live streaming yeah it's basically fabulous. yeah it's basically like live streaming I love yeah that. yeah but various people can get involved and we can bring people up on camera and then so you, you know so, like split screens or yeah exactly see i exactly. love that wiretapped.tv exactly. not only you're going to have interviews you're going to have live streaming yep. where Viewers can participate and get on air with their exactly with their favorite stars. That is, if they come with some good questions, because we are going to vet you ahead of time. Yes, (laughs) yeah, you can't just get on and be like, "Oh my god, I love you." (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So yeah, good questions. You think of some good questions for them, then yeah. Well, I'm so excited because not only did you just absolutely just kill it with your empire um, episode. You were so good and I'm being honest, like it's just was, I could not believe it. I was like she must have been an actress in another life or something. (laughs) 
It's Thank so you. amazing to see you doing so many phenomenal things and spreading education and just amazing integrity out there. Thank you so much. You know, um, I got my, my phone was just going off like crazy, just not just from Twitter, but I was getting so many text messages yeah. as well. And one text message I got was from a friend of mine who manages artists and he sent me a text and he said, keep inspiring our young girls. And yes. that was something that really meant so much to me. That right there. Mm-hmm. You know, it was really fantastic to get all these messages of support, but that message right there, Mm -hmm. keep inspiring our young girls. That felt really good because I do have a lot of young women writing to me and, you know, I try to email as many people as possible. I get on the phone with people. I meet up with people when I can. Um, You know, and and those young women who want to be journalists and they want to seek the truth as well and they, you know, want to tell stories and inform and educate and that sort of thing. Like, that really inspires me. So. I love it, you know, when when girls write to me, young women, and even guys. Yeah. And they say, well, you've inspired me, and I would like to go in this direction, too. I mean, it is inspirational. It's one of the things that I admire about you is because you are a woman of color. You know, you've broken every mold, and here you are on a top television show as yourself— and you've got you had a huge part, and then you're you're creating things that can actually add to value to people, and you are an inspiration. And I love that you interact Thank with young you. girls because young girls, and everybody needs other role models. Yeah, you yeah. know. And I feel like it's interesting because people in our I, I don't want to use the word generation because it sounds so old and yeah. but, but like <laughs> our kind of like group of 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 people, yeah. we're doing things now. Like yes. we've moved from being people's. Um, workers to yes, working doing ourselves. our own things. Yeah. It's true and it, it's a really, really good feeling and I think, you know, when we can communicate, because sometimes I think people watching what we're doing don't really realize what goes into so it, much work. right? So much work. It's so much you work sleep. goes into it. Sleep. Exactly, exactly, which is why my voice sounds right. like this right now and I've got this horrible cough that I've had for and like three weeks. guzzling coffee. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but that's the thing and that's what you know, communicating that and enlightening people and letting them know what it takes to to get to these positions yeah. is really important because I think, you know, to a certain extent, we're living in a day and age where people are looking at reality TV and there are some people who are like, oh, why do I want to work? I can just be myself and be famous. You or know? I can just be, you know, ratchet. And exactly. Yeah. yeah. Let me just be as ratchet as possible yeah. and I can or be famous. Mean. Or yeah. You know, like do whatever on Instagram to get likes. But listen, that's a digital world, right? And, it's not and a real world. Yeah. So you, you've got to... Do something in the real world mm-hmm. as well. What, what do you have going on in the real world? Like, you know, find something that you enjoy yeah. and, and your talent or, or skill or whatever and just go hard go, at go it. Because, hard. yeah, exactly. Because to be honest, like some of the people who are making the biggest moves in the real world don't have that many exactly. Instagram followers. They like don't. when you look at people who are killing it on CNN or, you know, some of these other, um, other industries you know, some of the biggest people in those industries aren't really, they don't really have time to be on social media. I know social media is very important, but you've also got to find a balance. Yeah. You know? With me, with my social media, I started before the, my show, yeah. um, before my Bravo show, my Instagram account was private. I maybe yeah. had 100 or 200. Yeah. That's it. And that's still a lot of people, but I mean, it really yeah. isn't. I made it public. We had to interact with our with our audience. Yeah. And now I'm at a really great following. Yeah, but yeah. this is what I do. I look at it as social 
social media, not selfish media. Yes. I will go look up a hashtag, whether it's makeup artist, skincare, yeah. you know, whatever, and I will look at what other people are putting out there, and yes. I will like other people's stuff. Yes, yes. And you cannot believe how many notes I get from young girls that say to me, oh my God, one woman, yeah. little girl, she was 15, and that's not little, but for me it is now, you know, like a 15-year-old. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for me that's little. But um, she's a little, you know, 15-year-old girl who does hair, and I just saw some of the stuff she was doing. I just liked some of her posts. I didn't think yeah. anything of it. She sends me this long message yeah. that she was going to quit because people in her school were making fun of her Oh. And because I just liked some of her photos. She felt so good about herself. Do you understand? Encouraged. That made me feel better yes. than anything I could have made yes. her feel. Yes. You know? Yes. No, that's that's amazing. And if that's we all amazing. just need to give back and yep. do good things. And that's what I see when I see you. You're Not only are you elegant and poised, you're also Thank extremely you. warm person. Thanks. And none of this has gotten to your head. Uh, and I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no time for, for it to get to my head. Because honestly, I'm out there doing the grunt work yeah. as well. Listen. I just did an interview the other day and I'm at home right afterwards transcribing yeah, interviews oh. and writing scripts to send to my editor like this is how I need to put it together after this mm-hmm. I've got to go over the edit he sent me and send him notes like tweak this tweak that yeah. like I don't think you should ever be too good for anything and you should never rest on your laurels yeah, you always no, think you what's next yeah, yeah you've always got to think about what's next and my thing is always like quality like quality is very 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 important Mm -hmm. to me and keeping standards high and Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing so that's another one you know along with credibility I I think quality is something that has really meant a lot to me and my brand well you're doing big things and I'm going to petition for you to come back on Empire I want I want to see Sharon spilling the tea back again let's make that and you never know you may actually see a real show called uh, spilling the tea I think that would be a natural next and then <laughs> yeah, also, I mean, I, I also work behind the scenes, like developing other TV shows. So we did the Gossip Game, but we have a few others in the works that we're working on. And um, from docu-series to competition reality I shows that. that I'm not necessarily on camera for. Um, I started out as a producer. So, you know, I I, um, I, I love being behind the scenes yeah. as well. You're very creative. And thank you. And and so we've got, you know, a few exciting things in the works. Well, I want you back when I would you're love to ready back. to talk about yeah. all that stuff. And I would love to talk about when you're when you're um, wiretapped.tv yes. is live and yes. bring you back on. And we'll have to get you on there as well. Because listen, <laughs> you know, it, it, we're, it's all about celebrity culture. Yeah. So, you know, you can give us your insight into skincare, beauty, those sorts of things. Because our fans are definitely going to want to know about Absolutely. that stuff too. I can't so, wait. Yeah. All good things. I'm so excited for everything you're doing. And I'm so excited that you're here as my friend and as somebody who's just killing it out there. Thank you. Um, it's all, always good to see you. Only, only upwards for you. For Thank real. you. You too. And again, I love your podcast. Thank I was listening you. to it the other day. You have some great women on there, great interviews, so inspiring. And there's nothing really like this no. out there. So, you know, congrats to you. And that means a lot to me coming from someone who's as seasoned as you are. So that I really appreciate that. You're doing a that. great <laughs> job. Like, a great, great, Thank great you. job. Like, oh. you're such a natural as a host. You really are. I appreciate yeah. that. I love that. That means a lot to me. Yeah, Thank you, no, Sharon. very true. I can't wait to have you back on. Thank you. I'll be back soon. So please look for wiretapped.tv and look for Sharon Carpenter everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Sharon. Thank you. See you soon.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.